back everybody to the lawn feed podcast thank you so much for tuning in uh this evening or morning wherever you are uh, i'm your host tonight vince with Rulonco, and with me i have andrew the dad bod lawn andrew thanks for joining us um you know we're heating up right now all over the u.s i know for me i've been in the 90s all week and we have cool season lawns and the cool season lawns don't really like that kind of heat but there is one type of turf that loves nice hot weather and that is bermuda yeah i said it i said bermuda on this channel and we have a special guest with us tonight to be able to talk about bermuda because we are not we i mean i don't know anything about bermuda do you andrew i'm gonna learn a lot tonight and that's why i'm here <laughs> all right well cool we'll hang tight because we're gonna introduce you to him in a minute but first before be sure to check out our website for premium t-shirts and other apparel like hoodies and tank tops these premium t-shirts are guaranteed to keep you nice and cool throughout the summer heat and if they don't well it's probably because it's just too hot out and yeah. there's no guarantee on that so but they are sweet so go and check them out so our guest tonight came out of left field out of the blue um came out of the rough whatever you want to say <laughs> and he hit social media hard uh right now uh, his tiktok's over seventy thousand. Uh, his Instagram is over 18,000 followers and, uh, you know, you might know him by riding his John Deere triplex, his insane putting green, um, or his skills with editing, but everyone please hit the like button. We introduce you to the lawn dad. What's up guys. Thanks for having me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and his name is Dennis. TJ, which we have all recently learned. Yes. Yeah. Good to meet but, everybody. TJ, thank you so much for uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, new on the scene, but hey, you got you got the name, the lawn dad. Um, you got the the sweet lawn to to back it up. So we're going to learn more about you. We're going to learn more about Bermuda grass, uh, and it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, but the inaugural um, part of our episodes for all the dads out there is the Dads W's and L's, which is always sponsored by Forefathers. It's a polo company that's elevating the dad apparel for the DIY dad and the OG turf dad polo. Be sure to use the code the lawn feed, which will get you 20% off. That's that's huge. 20% off your polo uh, shopforefathers.com. So uh, TJ, we want to know what is one W and what is one L? W's and L's, man. As a dad, they're daily, right? Um, all right, so oh, yeah. big W. Hourly? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll start with a big W. Uh, my, my daughter, she's two and a half. Um, yesterday, when I walked into her room when she's waking up in the morning, she hugs me. She said, I love you, Dada. First time that's ever happened. Not coerced, not not like, hey, tell me you love me. She literally said, I love you, Dada. <laughs> that same day when I came home from work, I missed you, Dada. Don't know where it came from, but that's a huge W. Heck yeah. 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 Let's keep Big this w. going. Just, let's keep <laughs> it going. Overnight. That's awesome. It's just like your your heart melts. Like that's that's like what you dream of as a dad, right? Um mm -hmm. L 
is going to be the uh, the old potty training. Is uh, mm. you guys? I know you guys talked about it last couple episodes, but the number two, dude, the number two potty training is just it's not good. Um, she's scared to go to the potty, like number two. Um, so we often find her in a corner, sneaking one, <laughs> sneaking one in, oh. or, she, or she'll hold yep. it in, or she'll hold it in and like just leave a big old deuce, you know, right before bed or something like that. So <laughs> on your putting green, on my putting green, yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a big L. <laughs> we're we're working through it, yeah. But potty training, it, it, it's uh, it'll come. Uh, it'll it's, come. It's a tricky one. Yeah, we we've all been there. Vince's going through the number one stage right now. So um, with twins, we're just finally yeah with twins. He's got it twice as hard as everybody. Yeah, Yeah. I can work twice. Kind of feed off of each other, which helps. Yeah, we'll hope for that for you. But Mm -hmm. um, TJ, the lawn dad, or Teej, as I I might be calling you from now on. Teej, that's Uh, fine. Teej. Teej. <laughs> so, as we said, we really appreciate you joining us. It's really cool to yeah. have you on. Um, like Vince said, out of the blue, like all of a sudden we we're like, dude, have you seen this lawn dad guy? So, uh, <laughs> here you are, you know, talking yeah. to us via the internet. Uh, the so, kind of introduce yourself, c- kind of bring us up to speed on who you are, uh, why you got into lawn care at the level that you are and why you decided to bring it to social media. <laughs> oh man, where do I start? So I, as most, as most guys are, maybe, I don't know if this is just me, but, um, you find certain hobbies that you kind of hyper fixate on. So it's like, uh, fly fishing or like, I don't know what mountain biking or whatever. Uh, it was grass sure. for me. Uh, so I picked up, I picked up grass, hyper fixated on it for a while. This is about four or five years ago. And, um, started seeing influencers online, just like the lawns, like, dude, you can, you can have, you can have a golf course in your backyard. Like that's crazy. I grew up golfing. So just started researching, um, watching the influencers that were before me, like you guys, you know, um, I just picked it up. So I've been doing it for about four years and then real mowing for about two years. So, um, it's been really up my game about two years ago with the, the real mowing and the calculating nitrogen and, and really studying Bermuda grass. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I got into the grass scene. <laughs> but <laughs> so you, yeah. I, I know this, you grew up in Michigan and you moved because yep. I'm from Michigan. So we've had this conversation and then you moved away for college. Um, yep. And where are you located for everybody? Uh, near Greenville, exactly South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> roughly Greenville, yeah. South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, Greenville, so, South Carolina. So you never grew up with Bermuda grass, and now nope. you're like all about Bermuda grass. So, yeah. what did you do to learn so much about Bermuda grass and turn into this hypersense? <laughs> you know, whatever you you know you hyperfixated. <laughs> what turned you into it? Hyper fix it. That's the word. Yeah. What, tur- what turned you into such an expert in Bermuda grass? Um, just the curiosity, like uh, having a golf course in your yard. Like that's just mind blowing to me still. Um, but yeah. the ability to do that is pretty crazy. Um, so just researching, I, I pick things up, I, I think fairly quickly. So YouTube, um, Facebook groups, uh, there's a huge Bermuda Facebook group, um, 
currently there's about 40, around 40,000 uh, people that are members of it. And it's just, people are always asking questions. So you're learning, you know, what uh, fungus people are struggling with, uh, Bermuda mites, uh, just different things that people are struggling with. So you just pick it up by watching and learning from sure. other people's mistakes. Um, they share pictures mm -hmm. of what they're working on, uh, sand leveling, top dressing, uh, core aerating, just all those things you learn about it. So just picking it up from there. I don't know how people survived before the internet. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how they did. They read books, they Andrew. They read books. <laughs> they didn't, and they were they all outdated by years and years. <laughs> yeah. They didn't real yeah. know, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you have Bermuda. And Bermuda is kind of a grass that we don't speak about too much around here. Uh, it's actually pretty fascinating because there are some guys that are putting some Bermuda into cool season lawns, which yep. I'm actually kind of tempted to do. I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it um, just because it's very invasive um, and I'll never get rid of it. But mm -hmm. um, being so, so there's many different types of Bermuda and being a DIY channel, we're going to go over a couple common questions about Bermuda and you're going to answer them. Hopefully they're not too difficult. Um, but I, I think, uh, with your, uh, four, four or five years of experience, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Um, what type of Bermuda do you have and what are like the, in your opinion, what are like the top three best, uh, varieties of, of Bermuda? Yeah. So I, I have a Tahoma 31. Uh, Tahoma 31 is kind of like a new strain. It's, uh, it's what everybody's talking about right now. Um, so I had that installed early mm -hmm. last year as sod. So, uh, Tahoma 31 is, is a hybrid Bermuda. So it's only available in sod form. You can't go buy seeds for it. Um, so you either have to sprig it, plug it or sod it. So hmm. that's what I'm running. That's what I'm running right now is Tahoma 31. Um, the next one How behind many that. Feet? I'm at right at, right at 18,000 square feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just under half an acre. Um, could have gone a little bit more, but sod's expensive. <laughs> and so is your, so is your <laughs> <It's expensive. laughs> Yeah. Um, and then I would say like the next, uh, next one below that might be like a Tifway 419. That's classically been the, um, Southern golf course grass. That's, um, Pretty much you find that on fairways, roughs, tee boxes, um, not greens that can't really be sustained. Someone's going to yell at me for saying this, but it can't really be sustained really under about a quarter of an inch. Um, there are some people who can, but it's just a lot more work than what it's worth. But Tiffway 419 is probably like in the classically been like the, the second best. And then uh, <clears throat> there's like a seed um, that has kind of changed names over the past decade. Uh, it started as princess 77. It turned into Arden 15. And I think it's something else, but that's going to be your best seed form. I would say, or like a Yukon or something like that. But um, both Tahoma and Tifway 419 are going to be your hybrid grasses. So you can't get them in seed, just sod. I know there's a lot of sports sports fields that, that run uh, Tahoma. 31. Yep. I think yep. Spin Martin was uh, talking about those a lot. That yep. variety. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to see it come to market a lot with a lot of uh, college football, baseball, um, mm -hmm. NFL. There's already a couple NFL teams who have it. Um, it was actually the grass at the Super Bowl, 
the one that everybody That's was right. slipping, yeah. the yeah. one that everybody was slipping on. Yeah. yeah. They over, they overseeded that with rye and painted it. So that's the, that's the little news article well, that most people miss. <laughs> yeah. So if you actually go back to one of our uh, recent podcasts, we had Spin Martin on uh, mm-hmm. just an absolute legend. And mm-hmm. it was right after that event. And he kind of talked about what all really happened. Yeah. Um, it's actually very interesting to hear from his perspective. So listeners, if you yeah. haven't watched that or listened to that one, or TJ, if you haven't, I, I, I highly recommend going back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen to it. He's just a, a wealth of knowledge and it's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman yep. we need to have back on. Absolutely. Sure. But he, he was, he worked with George Toma who was in charge of the Super Bowl, or, you know, in charge of it, it was his last year being involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he spoke a lot on that topic. We asked him about, cause that, that was literally like two weeks after the Super Bowl that we had him on. And so it was kind of a touchy subject. (laughs) It was, it was very fresh, but he has good explanation for it. And it's, it's neither the overseed or the paint. So, um, Mm -hmm. everybody go back and watch that. We're not going to give too much. We can talk about it afterwards, maybe TJ, but um, everybody go check that out for sure. Yep. So is managing Bermuda difficult? Um, and how low should you mow? Bermuda is going to only be low or can you cut it higher? What's your take on that? Easy, hard. What's the height? The lower you go, the harder it is to maintain it. Um, so to, to start off Bermuda really loves being sub two inches, but ideally around the one and a half or lower than one and a half inch. Um, a lot of older folks or, or people who aren't around the Bermuda community, they say, oh, no, you got to let it grow longer so that it grows in or grows in the, the, the patches in your yard, uh, stays greener. But actually, the lower you cut it, the, the thicker it grows because you're teaching it to stay down low and, and grow sideways instead of up. <clears throat> so um, the people who keep their Bermuda at you know three inches just because it looks thick and lush and they're like, oh, this is it's thick because I keep it long. That's that's actually, it'd be thicker if it was shorter. Um, right. Now, for people that don't know much about Bermuda, how does it spread? There's a couple different ways that it can spread, yeah. right? Yep. So it's uh, rhizomes and runners. So um, Bermuda, if you ever pull Bermuda, uh, I guess, grass, it's it's not going to be just one little stem like a fescue or a, even like a ryegrass. It's not going to be one stem. If you pull it, odds are you may get like a six foot long runner <laughs> coming from halfway across your yard that you're pulling up, uh, maybe not six feet, but 10 inches. <laughs> right. Um, but same coming across your yards. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> uh, we so measure for, the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's basically six feet. Um, <laughs> so it's growing, it grows, <laughs> it grows sideways, you know, uh, instead of up and down. So do you verticut or scarify? I know I posted a video on scarifying and verticutting this this season. I mean, I was shocked of how many warm season folks actually chimed in and were like, can I do this on St. Augustine? Can I do this on Bermuda? And uh, what's your take? Can you? Yes. Uh, tune into my channels in the next uh, week or so. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing a huge verticutting uh, nice. behind the scenes. A uh, little verticutting job, big verticutting job. Um but yeah, what that does is it prom- it it promotes um, well, it cuts those rhizomes, cuts those runners, and just promotes uh, thicker growth coming from the the soil. 
Um, so we are right now, everything is running sideways, but when you cut those, it just trains it to also grow up too. Um, so it just creates a healthier turf. You can get uh, fertilizers and nutrients into the turf a lot better um, when you're cutting those rhizomes and cutting those runners. Um, so it's, it's, it's actually really good to do it once a year. Um, some people do it two, three times a year. Um, actually, uh, greenskeepers will, uh, they'll groom their greens about every, uh, two weeks to four weeks, um, mm -hmm. just to keep those runners out and just to keep the, the, the green healthy. So, but you don't but want yeah. to scarify that, correct? No. Yeah. You want to bird cut. Yeah. You want to cut those. Yep. You don't want to necessarily just pull them up because then you're just shredding things, but yeah, you want to, you want right. to cut it and bird cut it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm going to be doing now, a you huge had mentioned, um, doing, well, no, go you're ahead. good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to kind of go into, you talked about getting fertilizer down into the soil and I was just going to ask you how much NPK do you put down a month or per year to kind of keep your grass at what you consider to be healthy? Yeah. So, um, Bermuda is a nitrogen hog. Um, so you really want to, you really want to push about one pound of nitrogen, one to one and a quarter pounds of nitrogen per month. Uh, and that's, that's nitrogen percentage. Yeah. Um, and, so right and that's now, during what growing season, how many weeks or is that? It's during the growing season. Uh, so you're going to start, um, I would say in about, so whenever the last frost is, so April, middle of April for us. Um, so wherever you're at, it would be just the, whatever the, like the last frost day and give it like maybe a, a couple weeks. That's when it's going to start really taking off. Um, so you really want to start uh, getting that one pound per month. I actually like to split it up into two or three apps per, uh, per month. So instead of doing one pound of nitrogen all at once and just letting it go for a month, um, I actually spoon feed it. Um, which I do, I cut it in half. So I do about a half a pound of nitrogen every two weeks so that the grass is always getting nutrients and always kind of bursting growth. Big spoon feed guy. Big spoon yeah. feed guy. What kind of uh, yeah. fer fertilizer and uh, nitrogen are you applying exactly? So uh, I'm using Anderson's. So I've actually used Anderson's for the last two years. Um, so that's the brand that I'm using, but it's a 1648. Um, so the reason why I'm using the six, 1648, um, that's because, uh, my phosphorus is actually a little bit low. So, uh, Southern clay soil is just gonna be low in phosphorus. So, um, usually once last two years, I've been doing an O 45 O, uh, so triple phosphate just to put down. And then I'm also throughout the year doing that 1648. Um, so I'm bringing up my phosphorus levels. Um, so that's the only reason why I'm using a 16.48, kind of like a balanced, um, balanced fertilizer is just because some of my numbers are a little bit low. I'm dealing with clay here. So <laughs> it's a good product. Yeah. It up here great too. product. Yeah. It's also small prill size. So it's not leaving massive quarter size, uh, burn spots. If right. you leave it out there for a little bit longer, it melts down a lot faster. Um, great company, great, great product. Hey guys, if you're listening right now, you're listening to the Lawn Feed Podcast. Uh, we have a special member, uh, the Lawn Dad, TJ, joining us talking about Bermuda. Uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you go and give us a review on our podcast. Uh, your reviews help us do this, keeps us going, uh, and gets the reach out there to other people. 
Um, but let's get back into this. So we're talking about Bermuda grass. Um, we're actually talking about, uh, you mentioned about frost dates. So it does get colder down there where you're at. Do you overseed your Bermuda with perennial ryegrass or Kentucky bluegrass? Yep. This year it's coming. So I get, uh, I get 365. Uh, so it's going to be perennial ryegrass. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, do you have a specific year, cultivar that you're, you're looking to use? Not yet. Um, I'm, I'm going to be testing a couple. Um, we're, uh, we usually do that in about October ish roughly. Um, so I'm actually testing out, I'm going to be testing out about four different types. Um, just looking at what football fields do golf courses do with Tahoma 31, just finding the, the right stuff for me. Um, so yeah, it's going to be 365 we know days a guy. of content. Yeah. Um, yeah, send them my way. I, I need to, I need to try some. We'll, we'll get you in touch. Yeah. You'd be more than happy to help. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I'm excited for the, I'm excited for the overseed this year. So why perennial ryegrass, um, and not Kentucky bluegrass? Uh, I, I think it's just what, just from what I've read is Tahoma 31. That's just, it's just kind of what you paired with is, is going to be the ryegrass. Um, just for, but you're going to have to and, kill that off. Correct. Yep. Yep. And in the spring it's a uh, certainty. So certainty is a, is a selective herbicide and it's great. So if anybody listening to this is, is struggling with weeds right now, it just, it's overtaking your yard. Certainty herbicide literally kills 99.9% of everything except, except for your Bermuda grass. It's almost like a tenacity for you guys, for your, uh, cool season stuff. It's, mm -hmm. it's the opposite. It's the, it's the, uh, the warm season tenacity. Um, yeah, you do a blanket spray of certainty. Um, and that will literally knock out 99.9% .9 of the rock grass. It considers it a weed. Nice. How about that? Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So typically people who struggle with that and that spring um, damage and choking out the Bermuda, they usually don't kill it off. They just wait for it to die out. So that Bermuda is getting choked out by the ryegrass. that's kind of thriving. And it's not until like the middle of the summer when it's 90 degrees out that that really dies out. So now isn't perennial ryegrass was allopathic, allopathic. So mm -hmm. won't that actually harm the Bermuda? So you want to kill that out. Yeah, you want to kill it out when everything's dormant. So you want to okay. make sure that you're killing it before the Bermuda grass comes out of dormancy. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Now, you, you just mentioned spring, so let's go into this. Uh, people, why, why, why does everybody scalp their Bermuda in the spring? <laughs> um Oh, yes. Or are, in, are there other good cultural practices that people sh with Bermuda should be doing throughout the season? Mm -hmm. Scalping. Let's talk about scalping. I love scalping. So Bermuda is one of those one of those grasses that you can just beat up. Easy, TJ. <laughs> Big scalp guy. Right. Big scalp guy. <laughs> Big scalp guy. Um, Man, Bermuda is one of those grasses. Now, are you a big pre-scalp guy or full-on scalp oh, guy? Don't even get us started on that. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> are you are you bringing that up because there was like a huge thing in our our Bermuda group that was making fun of the pre-scalps and the scalp. I don't know. 
maybe maybe you weren't. I knew there was a thing with it, but I don't I don't I I'm not in that that group, so there's I don't a, know. I just know that there's a thing called a pre scout. <laughs> yeah, but like it's another isn't time. A, isn't a pre scout just a scalp? I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's like a get your toes in the water kind of scalp. Is that what that? Yeah, is? like I don't I don't know if I'm gonna scalp. I'm gonna try and scalp. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see what happens. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens. No, uh, scalping in the spring, man. Scalping Bermuda grass at any time. So actually. Some people, instead of scalping, they actually burn the grass too. So there's two different ways of doing that in the spring. But let's talk about scalping. Um, that's when you drop your mower as low as it can go, whether that's a rotary, whether that's a real mower. Um, your goal is to go down the dirt. Go down as low as you possibly can. Um, because what it's getting rid of is just that, just the the winter, just old stuff, the old Bermuda, the old leaves that were um, hanging out. Uh, dormant all through winter you aren't cutting anything so that stuff probably has just junk on it anyways so you're scalping as low as you possibly can to to encourage new growth you're getting rid of any thatch layer um you're just getting rid of that junk um so that's that's why you do a a, a spring scalp and then if you were to scalp um in the summer when the when the grass is actively growing like crazy, you're doing a, a, a hawk or a height of cut reset. So you can scalp Bermuda at any time you want. Um, in the spring, it's to get rid of, it's for a purpose, it's to get rid of thatch and just junk. In the summer, it's to do a height of cut reset. So you're not, um, when you're mowing on ruts or something like that, it's not turning brown. You do a height of cut reset, you go all the way down to the dirt if you can, and then you reset your, your real mower to, to cut wherever you want. There you go. There yeah, you have I it. Wish, I wish we could do that kind of thing with cool season. If you cut too low with cool season, you could really cause damage. Yeah, you got to get like... rid of that. You got to get rid of that tall fescue. You just no, gotta get, just get like Bermuda. Bermuda's <laughs> yeah, so much Michigan, easier. I'll see. <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, I guess I'll just move. That's, that solves it. It, yeah, just it really is. I'll come visit. That's for sure. <laughs> sounds like a nice area. It literally is very difficult to kill. I'm on, uh, I had a buddy that has, I guess they call it barnyard uh, Bermuda, just junk. Um, And it's pretty prevalent up where I'm at. I'm pretty close to the transition zone. Um, Mm -hmm. And he has, actually I have it in my neighbor's yard. I don't know how it hasn't gotten into my lawn yet, um, but it hasn't. It knows better. Yeah, it knows better. (laughs) That domination line. Yeah. but he's got it in his lawn and I tried killing it last year. It was late in the season. Uh, we didn't have enough time to get the, the, a good two or three applications down. And, um, sure enough, he texted me a couple weeks ago. He's like, dude, crabgrass is back. I was like, well, it's not crabgrass. It's Bermuda, <laughs> but it's basically the same thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I just put roundup in my sprayer and just went and sprayed all the spots. I was like, no dude, no, don't do that. So he sends me a picture of it. He's like, it didn't kill it. I was like, I know it didn't kill it. I was like, you just yeah. killed all your tall fescue. And you now the stuff the just, now the Bermuda is just going to take over. over. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very difficult to kill. There's a, there's a good yeah. concoction out there. Um, I was just going to say, what is it? Uh, so, so the guys uh, on the discord um, and the grass factory, I was talking to them. They recommended Fusillade. Um, Fel- round yeah, up. that. Yep. 
and I think tenacity. I think those three. I, I have to. I'd have to refresh myself on it, but I know. I think it's fusillade if I'm speaking correctly, and but it's a mixture of three things. But you have to do a couple applications of it yeah. um, during the growing season, or else you're not gonna you're not gonna take it out. Yeah. Which and exactly I did. I did one or two, and mm-hmm. and any uh, zoysia guys who are listening to, um, if you have Bermuda creeping into your zoysia, you can actually use the uh, fusillade. It's either fusillade or fusillade, something like that. Um, yeah, if we could get a, if we could get a definition check, um, but, um, yeah, that will take it out of your, your zoysia too. So that, that, that does a really Fusillade. good job. Fusillade. Yeah. yeah. does a really good job taking it out of your zoysia also in your, uh, our beds. Like, so if you have flower beds and stuff like that, uh, you can use that, but that's really the, that and roundup are <clears throat> the two things that'll take it out. But yeah, the rougher you are with Bermuda, the better it grows back. So, <laughs> he literally, just he likes it rough, huh? He <laughs> likes it rough. <laughs> I told him just to move, just sell the house, burn it down. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, poor but, guy. All right. Well, hey, that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, again, TJ, thanks so much for, uh, you know following your friends uh peer pressure and starting an instagram and uh, tiktok channel and coming into the scene your content super satisfying um it's it's unique and you know if you guys aren't following him now um, make sure you head on over to his instagram page and his tiktok Um, give him a follow and just sit back and enjoy some satisfying content Um, as for andrew and myself we appreciate you guys And you all have a wonderful day or evening. And we'll see you next time. See ya. See you guys. See ya.